Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 140, which we are recording on Wednesday, May 12th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And clearly I have a cold, so please bear <laughs> with me if you hear sniffling and stuff in the background. I had a lot of traveling over the last two weeks and a lot of exposure to germs. And yeah. one of them, rotten little creatures, got me. <laughs> so, what are you wearing? I am wearing... My Newsome cardigan. Newsome is a sweater designed by Bristol Ivy, and I knit mine back in the fall of 2015. The Newsome sweater is a bottom-up sweater, sweater cardigan, that there's no other way to describe it. It's kind of knit in several directions. It's very unusual construction, which is what slayed me about this sweater to start with, because... You know how I love the unusual construction. And it was a really fun knit because of that. And it does. You kind of knit it in all directions at once. You start at the very center back of the sweater. And you knit back and forth for a little bit in a triangular shape. And then you go outwards from that in garter stitch. And you somehow end up with a sweater. <laughs> and it's really cool because it has a lot of garter and the sleeves are stockinette. So it has right. some of both stitch yes. textures. Yeah. So that's why it was fun to knit. I enjoyed going from one stitch pattern to the other. It was interesting. I knit mine with extra long sleeves. So they bunch up around my wrist. They look purposefully. So comfy and, cozy, and I can yeah. pull them down over my hands if I want, which was the purpose. Or you can flip it back up and just have cuffs. But I tend to pull them down over my hands when it's a foggy day like today. <laughs> Mike has been telling me for days, it's gonna get really cold on Wednesday. It's gonna be cold all week. This morning I woke up and I said it's not that cold. He said, Well it's not going to get much warmer today. It was 53 degrees. I mean, yes, that's sweater weather, but still I was expecting like leg warmers and hats and the whole bit. So it's kind of funny. Which would, be, which would not be good because I have been slowly packing away all of my winter sweaters and pulling out. Well, I haven't quite gotten to the part of the process where I pull out all of the summer sweaters, but I have been packing away the winter ones slowly but surely. This one is more of an all-weather sweater because it is fingering weight, but it's an open front cardigan. So here it is, what middle of spring, and I'm wearing it quite comfortably today. So how about you, Gail? What are you wearing? Well, I'm going to back up and ask you what your oh, okay. that is because it's so pretty. This is District 12 from Dragonfly Fibers in their Genie base. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a very beautiful tonal gray. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Matches everything. All right. So you want to tell us what I you do. are wearing? I'm wearing a new finished object. I am wearing my confetti sweater by Vera Valley Maki. And yes, I did knit this insanely quickly. <laughs> it's because I had a lot of travel knitting. I had very long flights and I was able to basically sit down and knit for six hours at a time. So mm -hmm. got a lot of knitting done in a short period of time. And I love this sweater so much. It is a top down raglan shaped striped sweater that has a lot of positivities. It's a very exaggerated A-line sweater. 
so it has a lot of fabric at the bottom and I love it. I knit it in Deep Stash. It was Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock in the Forest Night colorway that I got at Stitches in 2014. And the stripe is Pigeon Roof Studios American Sock in a very variegated colorway called Marvel. And that was from 2016 Stitches. Mm -hmm. And these are the ones that I just happened to throw together and thought, <laughs> oh my gosh, they look amazing together. And I'm so happy that I knit it together because they really are stunning. The stripes are beautiful. Fabulous. The green is so stunning. <clears throat> it's a slightly tonal, very dark, foresty green. And I'm super happy with the sweater. Yeah. Three-quarter length sleeves. And I thought as I was knitting it that it was going to be too exaggerated as an A-line, but I'm really happy that I followed the pattern almost to the letter. What I did change is from where you separate for the sleeves, I only did... I did fewer increase rounds than called for until after the bust, and then I went back to the pattern. So I do have less fabric than I would have, but not substantially less. But I did use substantially less yarn than the pattern stated. So it is one stripe shorter than the pattern states. So for my body, I did it just a titch shorter than the pattern states. But I think I used 300 two to three hundred less or fewer yards mm -hmm. than the pattern called for. So just a heads up, if you're going to knit it, you might not need quite as much yarn as the pattern states. And it was a super fast and easy knit because it's a top-down raglan. There really isn't a whole lot of thought that goes into it. So you're just happily knitting away. Yeah. And I love it. I was telling Charlene when I got here, I'm already planning to knit another in single-ply fingering because what I would like is one that has a little bit more drape to it. So this one, it drapes nicely, but it's not quite as drapey and swingy as I was hoping. So I think with a single ply fabric, it would definitely do that. And I have more yarn from Stitches 2014 <laughs> at home. That wow. would be perfect for a single ply version of the sweater. So Confetti by Vera Balamaki. I highly recommend it. It's a super fun knit, and I think I'm going to wear this a ton. I should check my 2014 stash and see what else I have. Maybe we can knit through <laughs> all of our 2014 stash. Wouldn't Who that knows? be amazing? <laughs> yes, yeah, as, as we go into Stitches 2018, maybe we'll be caught up at least with, you know, not four years worth of stash from <laughs> Stitches. I'll have to go back and look at what I have too. But I think that's my last sweater quantity from 2014. Nice. So now, now I'm totally curious and I want to go look. <laughs> So what have you been stocking? Stocking a couple of things. Oddly enough, they're all pullovers. I Why love pullovers. all of a sudden are we into pullovers? I don't know. But the first one is a new sweater by Hillary Smith Callis called Onalaire. <laughs> are you stocking this list one too? too? <laughs> we had talked about this, so yeah. I knew that if I brought it up, it was probably going to be something that we were both Stocking. Well, now I don't have to talk about it. Well, go for it. Go ahead and add in what I forget. It's a top-down V-neck pullover. It's a rounded V-neck rather than scoop a pointy neck. V. Yes, yeah, scoop. And there's a feather and fan neckline detail on the front. It's fingering weight. The top is fitted. It's also an A-line, not so exaggerated A-line as the confetti that Gail was talking about. But this one is still... 
has the A-line shape. And on the pattern page, it says that it has an ampere waist with a subtle pleat, although I can't see that in the photographs. Maybe Did you notice back. that? Well, I bought the pattern, so I can open oh, the pattern okay. while you're talking about it. Yeah. Maybe it's in the back, though. The pattern page doesn't show the back, doesn't have a back view at all. So I'm assuming, perhaps incorrectly so, that I had Neither assumed does that the pattern the, itself. Oh, so see, I had assumed, but perhaps incorrectly, that the back was just plain. But that is odd that there is oh, really? not a single photograph of the back. So that's maybe in finished projects. I'll look while you talk because okay. I'm curious because I assumed the pleat was in the back as well. Hmm. Yeah, because I can't see it. Well, I do know also that front. this is kind of a revisiting of a previous pattern that she had in Knit Scene called the Eclipse. And you and I had talked about that, I think, when it first came mm -hmm. out. So this is a version of that. And maybe in the Eclipse Top finished projects, we'll see one that has a Maybe. Back. Oh, there is a picture of the back in that sweater. That pattern page. And oh, I don't okay. see a pleat. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Interesting. I wonder yeah. where it's hiding. I'm not sure where the pleat is or what makes it an ampere waisted top because it looks like it's just a straight pullover but perhaps there is a little bit of pleating under the bust and because the yarn is total tonal you just can't see it I don't know but that is on a layer by Hillary Smith Callis okay what she does say in the pattern the body is worked in one piece after the yoke is complete with an empire waist and a pleat creating ease through the hips so that's all I can tell you right okay. now. Okay. So maybe the pleat just is the start of the A-line shaping. I'm not sure. Interesting. Maybe yeah. I will be able to tell you more next episode. Right. <laughs> okay. And the second one, also a pullover. This one is a short-sleeved pullover top. And it's called Summer by Ankastrick. And it's a short-sleeved boxy-shaped tee. It looks like a drop sleeve to me, although the pattern page calls it a saddle shoulder. But there isn't really a close-up of the shoulder and the sleeve, so I can't really tell how that is executed. Unfortunately, as I was writing the information up for this top, I realized it was a DK weight sweater. So I'm not sure if it's really something that I want to knit because that just sounds heavy although yeah. the yarn granted it's it's not like it's a wool the yarn that it's knit in is a silk linen blend so oh, okay. it might be it might be perfectly fine but it's very drapey and yeah it might be nice the yarn that she uses is one that I've never heard of so I'm not sure if it's something that's even available here in the US so it might be something that right off the bat I would have to find a substitution for anyway but either way it's a cute top summer by Ankistrick <laughs> I would have guessed because I saw that one in hot right now I would have guessed that it was a fingering weight yarn just because of the style of the sweater yes. and the short sleeves yeah but since it's a linen blend yarn I guess it right makes sense now. right yeah so it's it's all 
all plant fibers in the yarn. So that makes it more of a summer yeah. top. Okay, and the third one is kind of a humorous cute one. I don't think it's one that I would actually make for myself, but I've been looking at it and laughing. It's called the Professor Meow sweater. I've seen that one too. It's very cute. <laughs> and this is a pattern by Claire Slade. And it's got a big black cat head on the front. There's nothing else I can say about it. It's a short <laughs> sleeve sweater that's got a big black cat on the front. Very cute. Like the summer pullover top, as I was writing down notes for this top, I happened to know, well, I noticed that it's made in a bulky weight yarn. And not just bulky weight, but it calls for a yarn that is 70% alpaca. Oh, hot. So, if I were to make something like this, and I don't know if I would, but it is so cute. <laughs> but I, I would never be able to execute no. this in bulky weight, number one. I would never be able to execute this in 70% alpaca. Because I'm... It's a short sleeve top, and I don't know the way that it's styled. They make it seem like it's it's supposed to be a warm weather, fun type garment. But in bulky weight alpaca, that's not going to be a warm weather garment. That's no. something that I would probably want in the middle of winter here. And thus, why short sleeves too? Why because short it's sleeves? So hot yes. that you need your sleeves. <laughs> Maybe yes, but. Also, I would think that if they were designing it for a winter garment, it would be styled very differently. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, but it is very cute. It's it's one of those cute little patterns that you look at and you smile. Cute rating <laughs> 10. Practicality rating yeah. smaller. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfectly good way of putting it. So that is the Professor Meow sweater from Claire Slade. And then I have one last thing that I should mention because it's Hohi Locatelli and how can I not mention it? It is the IC Spring sweater. That was featured prominently in our What Are You Stalking thread on Ravelry. Yes. Yes. And again, Hohi hits it out of the ballpark. She yep, makes something she that it. apparently we all want to wear. Mm -hmm. She knit the sample in a beautiful pink speckled yarn. So the fact that it's entitled I See Spring is reminiscent of the cherry blossoms. Yep. And the yarn is very cherry blossom-esque. It's just beautiful. It's a fairly basic boxy-ish drop shoulder style pullover. It's got some lace detail on the front and the speckled yarn it's not so large as her original boxy sweater it's almost somewhat reminiscent of the confetti in the style not quite as a-line and it's got a little a little bit different some different features to it and of course this one is drop shoulders whereas the confetti is raglan but same similar kind of purpose in my wardrobe i think yeah i would wear them both for so that, it's cute it's, really it's cute. very cute i probably won't be making that one right away but i could definitely see adding that to my queue yeah <laughs> the short list yeah 
So how about you, Gail? Are you stocking anything? Well, besides the onion layer, which you've already mentioned, I'm stocking two other things, one of which I'm obsessed with, and it's called the So Faded, and it's a mm. pullover sweater by Andrea Mowry, who is the designer of the Find Your Fade shawl. So imagine Find Your Fade as a sweater, raglan top-down sweater. It's beautiful, and I love the Find Your Fade shawl, but I know that practically speaking, I would not wear a shawl that's that large. Mm -hmm. So I've never been that tempted to actually knit it. But when I saw it as a sweater, I thought, wow, now that's practical. That's something that I would really wear. And especially since I knit confetti, my brain is thinking, oh, I could knit the so faded as an A-line with the shaping of confetti. And wouldn't that be beautiful? Mm -hmm. So earlier today, I had all of my speckled and tonal and variegated yarns out on the bed. And Mike walked in, he didn't say a word. He just was asking about lunch and then he walked out and I was thinking, oh, that was the perfect opportunity to make a comment about my yarn. And he didn't even go there. But <clears throat> I was pairing things up and seeing what I could accomplish. And what I really want to do is create one that's very, very, very blended and not super stark, obvious stripes between the colors. So I don't know if I really have the yarn in my stash to accomplish that. And what I ended up finding was a turquoise, so almost solid, and then a speckled that's gray, turquoise, and white, and then gray, which I had originally planned to use for the Suzanne Summers hooded shawl cardigan that I ended up not knitting. Mm -hmm. I showed the combination to Charlene and she approves, but what I want to do is swatch and see what that transition between the colors will look like and if I can pull off that effect that I want or not. But I just love that whole idea of turning that find your fade into an actual sweater that I would wear because I think it would match a lot of things in my closet. It would make me happy to wear something mm -hmm. like that. It's just the, the visual of it, the faded the fading of colors into one another with the speckles thrown in. It just makes me so happy. Yeah, I like your combo. I think it will work. I hope so. We'll see. And the turquoise I have is a jumbo skein from Invictus, so it's 600 yards. And then I have two skeins of the speckled Plymouth Happy Feet, but I only have one skein of the gray. So we'll see. I know that it, that's enough yardage total to knit the mm -hmm. sweater, right. but I don't know if I want just a little tiny gray stripe at the bottom. Yeah. Maybe I could do the gray at the top. That way it could get more. I'd have a bigger stripe of gray at the top. Hmm. Cause I was thinking turquoise at the top. Oh, I so I don't know. I'll have to think about it. Obviously yeah. I'm, I'm fantasy knitting as I speak. That's a good point though. <clears throat> that since there are fewer stitches at the top of the sweater, you'd be able to have, a longer stripe. Yeah, more gray. Yeah. That's a good thought. <laughs> okay, so I'm scheming. The wheels are turning. Exactly. <clears throat> Again, that was so faded by Andrea Mowry. And the other thing that I'm stocking is a new shawl release by our friend Celia McAdams Cahill. Oh, yeah, I'm it's, glad you're mentioning it. Yeah, that. it's called Peer Pressure. It is an adorable <laughs> single skein shawlette. It's knit side to side in one piece. And basically, it's an elongated, shallow triangle, and the body of it is garter, and it has a beautiful knit-on lace edging. So it's just a great use for one skein. Several of our friends knit it as a test because they have a 
knit group that meets in Sacramento and Celia is part of that knit group and when everybody saw what she was knitting they pressured her into creating a pattern for it thus the name peer pressure and several people we know including Sue of Invictus Yarns our friend Anne our friend Tracy from Two Knit Lit Chicks they all participated in the test knitting so it's just a good story a good friend a very cute shawl and I have lots of single skeins in my stash that would be beautiful in that pattern. She has some that are tonal. She has some that are a gradient skein. And I think there were one or two that were speckled yarns as well, so or variegated rather. So, so it lends itself to all of those different single skeins that you have floating around in your stash. Because you know you have at least one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And she also said in the pattern that you could use pretty much any weight and any amount of yarn so you could knit it as long as you wanted based on percentage of yarn you have left to do the border so that opens up the possibilities to anything in your stash mm -hmm. not just fingering so that again is the peer pressure shawl by Celia McAdams Cahill so what are you knitting I am still working on of course my divvy that I mentioned last episode that I, I mentioned that I had cast one on because I really liked Gail's. I've only picked up, picked this up and knit around here and there because it's my easy to carry around knitting. Yeah. Portable at project. This point. It's portable project. Thank you. That's the phrase I was looking for. And it's just round and round at this point. I'll start increasing in a few rows, but right now it's just round and round. So you may hear me mention this one all summer as my podcast knitting. <laughs> I felt that way when I was knitting my divvy. It said it went on for a very long time. Yeah, and that's okay because it's one of those projects that it serves its purpose. And then the second thing that I'm knitting is my confetti sweater. Confetti is the sweater by Vera Valamaki that Gail mentioned that she was wearing earlier in the episode. I don't think I have started mine. I, I started mine after you. So if you hadn't been working on it last episode, then I hadn't been either. So mine, I am knitting with some single ply pixie from Dragonfly Fibers that I'm not sure what year... I got that one at Stitches, but it's been in my stash for a little while. And I'm also, well, I'm mixing that. The contrast color is a single ply from Neighborhood Fiber Company that I actually picked up at Stitches this year to go along with it. And as Gail said, it really does move quickly. I don't know what it is about this sweater, but going very fast. Yeah, you finished I've your body, finished right? the body and have been just haven't haven't started the sleeves yet. I've just been too lazy for the last day to start sleeves, but two sleeves to go. And then it's a sweater. There's something so satisfying about a top-down raglan when you only have sleeves to go. It's true. <laughs> you can see the end so close. And hey, how about this? I looked up my Dragonfly Fibers Pixie stash from Stitches West 2014. It's a theme. Oh my gosh, it's a theme. <laughs> and I, I tricked myself knitting confetti. So 
on the way to Boston, I knew I had to join the second skein of the green yarn. Mm -hmm. And I told myself, instead of continuing on the body, start a sleeve. Mm -hmm. So I knit a sleeve pretty much on the airplane. I don't, it wasn't completed on the airplane, but so I did a sleeve before the body was finished Mm -hmm. because I don't like knitting sleeves. So I had one sleeve out of the way. So when the body was finished, it was like, Oh, I'm on the home stretch. I only have one sleeve to go and they're three quarter sleeves, three quarter length. So I'm going to have to use that technique on myself in the future too. Well, you had mentioned that the sweater itself used far less yarn than you were expecting. And I experienced the same thing while knitting the body of my sweater because my usual plan is to knit to some stopping point on the body and then maybe do a sleeve or two depending how I feel and then go back to the body and that was my plan and I kept knitting and kept knitting and I felt like that first skein of the Nymeria color from Dragonfly Fibers was endless. It just (laughs) kept going and it just kept going and it just kept going. And of course it's because we're actually using two skeins to complete the body. We're alternating with the stripes, but that first skein got me pretty far. In fact, by the time I finished the first skein, I was so close to finishing the body that I thought I'm just going to finish the body so I don't have to worry about having it on needles while I work on the sleeves so that was why I went ahead and finished the body but it so far it has used up a lot less yarn I had three skeins of the main color ready but I don't think I'm going to even finish the second skein I don't think you will because I only used 10 grams of my third skein of the green yarn yeah so a lot less yarn than expected I expected to use most of the three skeins And I know that when many of us were shopping for yarn, based on the yarn specs, some people were considering getting two skeins for the contrast color. And I suspect I'm going to have quite a bit left of my contrast color. I have, I think I have about 20 grams, 30 grams left. A considerable amount. Yeah. Yeah, because... The specs, I believe, were really close to possibly needing a second skein, depending on your size. And most of us just said, oh, we'll fudge it, make it work, do something, you know, change up the striping sequence or something to make make it fit. And that wasn't necessary at all. That was a a happy surprise. Yeah, I have to see which size I knit. I think I knit the 38 or 36, whichever it is that's closest to that number is the size I knit. So it'll give you an idea of the... And on my pe- project page, I did put my exact yardage used in there, and it says what's, what size I knit. So okay. that'll give okay. people an idea. So that was the second mention of Confetti by Herofalamaki. And I want to go back to your Divi comment. Okay. So I brought Divi with me when I traveled, and I wore that thing so often. Oh. It is such a fabulous layer and finished object. Yeah. I wore it... <clears throat> It was very cold in Boston, so I luckily had brought a sweater. I layered it over the sweater when I was outside, and inside in the conference center, it got pretty chilly sometimes, so I was actually wearing it over my work clothes at the conference booth. So I wore it the whole time, and then having it on the airplane, 
it was great. It was just in my bag. It was, it weighs nothing. Yeah. So it didn't add any bulk or any weight to my bag and I didn't end up needing it on the airplane, but it would have basically worked almost as a blanket. Yeah. And it's nice because it has a very big cowl neck. So I was able to just basically have the cowl hanging down as you would. And then if I was getting warm, I could pull up the poncho to make it more of just like a giant cowl. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a multi-purpose garment in my yeah. opinion. And I really, really am glad I knit it. It's going to be used a lot. Well, I'm knitting mine in the Holst yarn coast, which is a very lightweight fingering and like some of the shawls that I've mentioned that I like to travel with, I think this one I'll probably be able to squish it up and put yeah. it into a Ziploc bag to travel. So that will be I a think good you will too, yeah, yeah, that will be a good addition to the travel wardrobe. So how about you, Gail? What are you knitting? Well, I finally picked back up my prairie socks, and that's a pattern by Kay Jones of the Bakery Bears. And I'm using a skein. So I've tried three different yarns for this pattern and finally found the right yarn and pattern combination. I'm using Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock in an unnamed colorway by Kim. And it's basically ballet slipper pink almost. Maybe it's a little more pastel baby pink, but it's beautiful. And then it's also natural speckled with all the beautiful colors, turquoise, purple, green, a brighter raspberry pink and a little, well, it's not really yellow. Oh, there are some spots of yellow, but I think it's mm-hmm. basically where the green isn't as bright. It's like that part of the green. And I love it. It's knitting up so fun. It's such a happy yarn to knit because those little pops happen and it's not exactly striping, but kind of striping with the, the natural and the baby pink. And there's a texture to the top and it's just a super, super fun sock pattern. And when I was in Boston, I got to meet Jen Sheelan, who is amazing and just as awesome in person as I knew she was going to be. I had a really fun time with her and her husband, Frank Sheelan, at a pub there in Boston. And she was telling me how she can crank out these shorty socks really quickly and that she can get two out of a skein. And she inspired me to pick my sock back up. (laughs) And I don't know how you do it, Jen. I don't know how you crank out a pair of shorty socks in just a few days because this sucker's taking me forever, it feels like. But I'm really enjoying the knitting. And let's see, what else can I tell you about it? There's something else I wanted to mention. Oh, I'm using new to me needles. These are Knit Pro Zing double point needles, which I believe are only oh. sold in Europe. And they're metal. And I usually prefer to use wooden needles, but I hold them so tightly. And they're so skinny, I have to knit my socks on zeros. And with the wooden needles, they're too prone to breaking. So I decided to try these. And I really like them. They're not bending at all. My last pair of metal needles were the Addy Flips. And I bent them because I hold them so tightly. These ones are sturdy. They're not bending. And they're a beautiful pink color. So (laughs) it looks really pretty with the sock itself. So those are the... Knit Pro Zings, and I'm really enjoying them. I think I will probably end up buying more in a different size because they're not only, they're not bending, but they feel sturdier. Like the, I'm going to pull them out of my bag if I can find it, and show Charlene these Addy Clicks. No, not Addy Clicks, Flip Sticks. See how bent they are? They're all curved from it, and they just felt, 
they don't feel flimsy. That's not the way to describe it, but they don't feel as sturdy. So you can almost feel that it's bending in your hand versus these ones feel very solid. Sorry if I just set that down right next to the microphone. So that is the Prairie Socks and the Knit Pro Zing Needles and Western Sky Knits yarn. So I wanted to mention a little bit about this Western Sky Knits yarn because it's somewhat unusual. When you look at the skein in the wild, so to speak. Or before it's reskained. Before it's reskained <clears throat> or if you, and when you open it up when it, before it's reskained. When, you, when you're looking at the circle of yarn half the skein is a solid and then the other half is the base color with the speckles and because then you knit basically the yarn strand that goes around half the half the loop or half the skein in the speckles then you knit a little bit of pink then you knit a little bit of speckles and a little bit of pink so gail said that it kind of stripes and it's not a it's not an intentional striping no but it it comes out like that and it looks so cool because you get the a little bit of the pink then a little bit of the speckles a little bit of the pink a little bit of the speckles it's really a cool effect it's super pretty <laughs> i really like that yarn and i i'm looking at it half the sock is textured and then the bottom of the foot is stockinette i actually like it better in stockinette I think the texture. <laughs> it's pretty in both, but it is really, really nice dye job, Kim. And she has this where half of the skein is any different color. So it could be pink, it could be green, yellow, blue, black. She had many of them where, and then the contrast with right. the speckles. So right. lots of different color choices yeah, with very that. Very cool. So um, are you knitting anything else? I am. Cherry Bloom is back oh, in yes. the rotation. Yay. So that was the, that's the top down yoke sweater that has the cherry bloom color work in the top of the yoke yes. and then gray through the rest of the sweater. And I picked it back up this weekend and I am over halfway through the yoke now. And once I realized that there were only three rows with three colors, you know, like every, you do eight and two colors and then three and three colors and eight and two colors and three. It's like, okay, I can do this. I can power through the eight and then suffer through the three. Power through the eight and suffer through the three. So I just suffered through three three color rounds yesterday. And now tonight I get to do some fun rounds. And that's going very well now. And I'm looking forward to getting more progress on that. But I do have to say that I was not disheartened, but had a moment of sobering reality when I realized that it's a sweater that I need to steek, so there's going to be a lot of finishing work, not mm -hmm. just the steek and then finishing the button bands and whatever treatment there, but you also pick up at the collar and at the collar and do other things, and it was like, okay, this is just going to be a long-term sweater. Yeah. I'm not going to... And that's okay. Yeah. I'm not going to try to just power this one no. out and finish it because I want to knit another confetti, and I want to knit a so faded, and I don't want to have this be a barrier no, to knitting other sweaters. No. So you'll be hearing about cherry bloom for a long time. Yeah. And also it's the kind of sweater where you, you may not wear that in the middle of summer. So yeah, maybe not. So that's 2014 yarn. That'll be going on the needles for a while. <laughs> and then the last thing I'm knitting, I cast on last night, a new shawl. It's called the color field by Kemper Ray. And oh, I was stocking this in our last on. episode. 
and I cast on in two gorgeous colors. One of them is a candy skein color. It's called Harpy Hot Chocolate. It's part <laughs> of Tammy's Fairy Tale Picnic series, and it is super gorgeous. I don't know how I'm going to try to describe this. A lot of natural... Just look at the pictures. I can't describe it. But Naturals, pink, a little bit of blue, a little bit of gray, purple, yeah, speckles. Very difficult for. I don't describe things very well. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the contrast color, I had a beautiful purple in my stash that was a gift for my friend Maggie, and it is String Theory yarn, which I've never used, and it's their Caper sock. Both of the bases are merino cashmere nylon. And they look really pretty together. And I cast on last night and I got through the first few rows and I thought, this isn't making any sense. And yeah, I have a cold, so my brain's kind of fuzzy, but come on, I've knit many, many shawls. And this is a triangular shawl with a center spine. Mm -hmm. It should be simple. And I just wasn't getting it. Well, I finally realized it's because the pattern does not include directions to slip the stitch marker. And that shouldn't be a stumbling block for me because I've been knitting for so many years. But it was. It was a big stumbling block because with the center spine shawl, there are increases on either side of that center stitch. Mm -hmm. And the way the pattern is written, it says to knit to the marker, then do this, then knit, then do this, and keep knitting. But it doesn't say when to slip the marker. So I kept ending up with a very lopsided number of stitches. They weren't you know, the increases were falling all on one side and oh. I'd slip the marker and it just, it wasn't making any sense. <clears throat> so I decided to just set it down, think about it and figure out how to make it work. Well, this morning it was clearly obvious to me what I needed to do, where I needed <laughs> to slip the markers. They're supposed to say around the center stitch, but it wasn't oh, clear okay. last night at the end of the day, cold brain, you know, and it was frustrating. Yeah. It's like, why isn't that included in the pattern? So I'm going to write to her and ask her to add that to the pattern so that people like me aren't confused. <laughs> and there was one, I actually looked through people's project notes to see if I had missed something or if there was a rata or anything. One other person commented, there aren't instructions to slip the stitch markers. And that really frustrated me. Oh. So I wasn't the only one. No, so I am no. going to ask, but if any, it's a beautiful shawl. And if any of you want to knit it, just remember to keep the stitch markers on either side of the center stitch. Okay. So that's my advice on that. <laughs> and because Charlene and I both adore Tammy's yarn, as you know, candy skein yarn, because we talk about it all the time. And I've been knitting with it almost constantly since she did her trunk show at the mm -hmm. Swift Stitch a few months ago. It was actually on March 10th. I know that because that was Mike's birthday. And I had oh, to yeah. leave the house to go buy yarn on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so had that date to. is sticking. Yes, <laughs> I had to. That date is sticking in my mind. But Tammy Candy Skein Yarn is our sponsor this episode. And Candy Skein is an artisan yarn and accessories company for fiber artists with an uncontrollable sweet tooth. Our rich and saturated colorways rocket you back to when the soda fountain was king and the candy counter was where you spent your afternoons. Candy Skein offers several gorgeous yarns, including two yarn bases milled exclusively for us. Be sure to check out candyskein.com for more information on our wonderful products. We're offering Yarniax listeners 15% off their entire orders now through June 1st using the code 
Yarniax 2017, and that's the capital Y, Yarniax 2017. Just enter the code during checkout. So I hope you all go and check out Tammy's stuff. She has beautiful colorways. Oh, her new birthday cake colorway. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she, I thought it was a monthly colorway and you know, I, I'm a sucker for all of her monthly <laughs> colorways. I have quite a collection of candy skein yarns, but I saw that and I thought, oh, I thought I was going to be strong for the month of May, but I have to have this. And she said, oh, no, no, no. It's a regular color because I want people to be able to buy it for their birthday whenever their birthday yeah. is. So her new birthday cake colorway is amazing. I absolutely love it. So check that out. But I won't buy it until my birthday month. <laughs> I will be it. So she mentioned that she has the proprietary bases. I just want to mention that one of them called Luscious really is luscious. It is. That's what I knit my katana <laughs> shawl so with. luscious. I have three skeins in the colorway candied licorice sitting here on the table in front of me. Gail and I were discussing what I want, what I could possibly make with them. We were and fantasy knitting we were before fantasy we started knitting. recording. <laughs> yes. And we fantasy knit each other's yarn. I'm probably going to make a sweater that I talked about last episode called Holy Comfort. I talked about that in the stocking segment last episode, and I think this yarn is going to be perfect for it. So that is the luscious base. Check it out. It's really nice, and we happen to know that she's testing out some other specially milled for her bases right now that we cannot wait to get yeah. our hands on. So that'll be fun to... Check those out when the time comes. And Tammy and her husband are just awesome people too. So we like using yarns from people who we like in real life. So there you go. <laughs> All right. And, oh, speaking of, I have to say another plug for people who I like in real life, because you haven't met Jen, but I did meet her. She gifted us each a skein of yarn, and it was very funny. I brought her a skein of Tammy's yarn called oh. Chocolate Raspberry Truffle. That was pinks and browns and just a beautiful combination of colors that I thought would look really pretty on Jen. And Jen gave me a skein of her own yarn. So visit Jen Sheelan's website. She has yarn, designs, these super cute note cards that she gave me, super cute products. And the skein of yarn she gave to me is called Cherry's Jubilee. So I gave her chocolate raspberry truffle. She gave me Cherry's Jubilee. And that colorway is pinks and browns and whites with sparkles. So we basically gave each other very similar yarn colors, both <laughs> fingering, similar dessert names. It was very funny. So super pretty yarn. Go check her out also. So another awesome funny. yarn dyer out there. So we're going to kind of skip what have you finished this episode because you already know I finished confetti and Charlene hasn't finished anything. No, She's knitting on all the things. So let's move on to our special segment. Okay. So this time, I received a beautiful sweater quantity of yarn, Quince & Company Chickadee. And it's a sport weight yarn. And with a sweater quantity, my first thought was, oh, of course, what am I going to knit? So this led us on to discussing what do you do when you have yarn, but you don't have a specific project picked out? I know a lot of people buy yarn specifically for a project they have in mind, but sometimes you see yarn that you just have to have, but you don't have a project or pattern already picked out. So we wanted to talk about how you can use Ravelry to find the perfect pattern for yarn that you might happen to have. 
Gail and I both, for some reason, at Stitches this year, we were saying that it was very yarn-driven. A lot of times in Stitches West events past, we've had patterns in mind, patterns often in hand or on our phone, and we're looking <laughs> for specific yarn to make a specific project. This year, it was just freeform yarn craziness. Yeah, We picked yarns without thoughts or without Solid firm thoughts, decisions yeah. about what we were going to make. Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do when I have a new yarn is go to the yarn page on Ravelry. In this case, I just purchased some more Holst Yarn Coast. So if I go to the Holst Yarn Coast page on the on that page in Ravelry, I can see there's a detail page that has information about the yarn itself. There's photos, buying options, everyone who has it in their stash and listed in their stash. I can sort through that. I can look at pattern ideas and actual projects that people have made. In this case, there are 6,975 projects is what I wrote when I was writing my notes last night. Currently, it is 6,981. So <laughs> there have been six Coast projects added since last night. So 6,000 projects that I can look through if I really wanted to look through 6,000 projects of things that have been made with that yarn. Once you go to the projects tab and the projects are listed, you can then filter by craft, you can filter by category. I think you can even filter by the number of skeins. Let's say you have four skeins. In this case, it might be a little confusing to do that because this yarn comes in different put-ups. So you may not be able to do that off the bat with this specific yarn, but most yarns come in one type of put up, so that wouldn't be a problem. But you can then look through things that people have made. If you go to the pattern ideas tab, it will show you things that several people have made with that type oh, of yarn. That's how that's generated. Because that's what I did with my chickadee yarn. Mm -hmm. I went to the Quince and Company yarn, chickadee yarn page in Ravelry. Mm -hmm. And in addition to looking at finished projects, I did click on that pattern ideas tab. And I expected that to be specific patterns where the recommended yarn is chickadee. Oh. But that's not what I saw. So one of the first patterns on that page is not, that's not the yarn that's called for in the pattern. Oh, I see. Several of them on the first page were, but the top one wasn't. So it's, based on the number of people who have knit that pattern yeah, using that I yarn. Think it's, I, get I it. think that okay. it's if a lot of people make sweater A, for example, with coast, even though the original pattern for sweater A may not call for coast, if 20 people have made it, and that's a significant number, which it usually is, mm -hmm. they'll show you that pattern in the pattern ideas. That makes sense. Cause I was actually, when I was doing the research for this, I was thinking 
what's the algorithm that you use? Now <laughs> I understand it. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. And for Chickadee, there were 46 pages of pattern ideas. So for, that was, you know, 46 times 10 probably oh, wow. per page. 460 different pattern ideas for that particular yarn. So you're not going to run out of ideas if it's a mainstream yarn like that. So where, where I, I had mentioned the fact that you can type in the number of skeins. So where that is, is under pattern ideas. I can type in, it says requires, and it's the default is set to 0 to 99 skeins. So you can set requires 5 to 6 skeins if that's what you have in your possession. And then it'll show you all the projects or the pattern ideas, I should say, that will fit for four to five skeins, That's for cool. example. Yeah. yeah. Or you can click on advanced search and do all the advanced search yes. criteria Yeah. Why don't you well. talk about the advanced search? Because I had also written that down too. Well, we've talked about this before with other Ravelry features we've talked about. You basically, on the left-hand side of the Ravelry window, you have all sorts of menus to choose from. So patterns that are free or in your library, you can narrow the search based on sizes, ages, etc., and everything from level of difficulty, yardage. So on the previous page, you could specify number of skeins. On this page, you can specify more precise yardage. There are just a huge number of categories. So you can narrow it down by anything you need. So in my case, what I would have done or what I will do is go to attributes, no, not attributes. I would look for something about sweaters, clothing. So I would click on category clothing. And then from there, it gives me all sorts of options. So do I want it to be a sweater? Do I want it to be a dress, a coat? You know, the, all the categories that Ravelry provides. And if I click on sweater, I get cardigan, pullover, or other. So mm -hmm. I can go to all sweater and I see 100 options of different sweaters that they recommend as pattern ideas for chickadee. So it's pretty darn cool. It's a really fast way to see what sweaters are great options for chickadee. And I know that they're great options because so many people have already done it and I can see right. finished projects. Right. So instead of scanning through all the finished projects, which you can also search by sweater, you could do it that way or go through the pattern ideas and do it that way. So Yeah, I was going to cool. say, if you have a yarn and first you do that, you also don't have to limit it just to the projects made in that specific yarn. A good starter is the yarn weight, such as whether it's a worsted weight or a fingering. You could limit your cardigan search, say, by fingering weight or by worsted weight. So you just look at cardigans made in fingering weight, and then you can continue to limit it. For example, show me the most projects or the, the pattern that has the most projects, that kind of thing. So you can really narrow it down. You can type in or you can select a type of sleeve structure. You can select whether you want it to be a pullover. You, there's yeah, lots of options. options yeah, if you want to knit it in pieces, yeah. if you want to knit it top down or if you want to knit it bottom up. Or if you want a shawl collar or a hood, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. lots, lots of different garment options to choose from.
just great search functionality here in Ravelry. Yeah. yeah. And then the other important thing is to keep in mind the characteristics of your yarn, whether it's wool, whether it's alpaca, whether it's cotton. Perhaps there are certain characteristics of the yarn that you want to keep in mind when you're looking for a pattern, such as what is the yarn suitable for. If you have a bulky 70% alpaca, for example, do you really want to make a short sleeve pullover or do you want to make a long sleeve cardigan <coughs> so that you can get a little air conditioning in there, that kind of thing. <laughs> nice big open lace work <laughs> yes. for ventilation. Yes, yeah, so what kind of fabric do you want to achieve? For example, if you have a lace white skein, do you want to knit that tight into a sweater or do you want to knit it loosely into a shawl? Do you want a lacy fabric or do you want a tight fabric? And you may need to knit a swatch to see what you like before you can do this type of search because you may have a new to you, new, new to you yarn or a new to you fiber that you don't know how it's going to react. So swatching while you're looking is always an option and always a good idea, I think. Yeah, I agree. And then also playing with the yarn like that if you're swatching it can help you determine the fabric you like also based on the experience of knitting it. So not right. just the finished look right. of the right. fabric, but is it so tight that it's making your hands hurt to knit yes. it or. Yes. Yeah. I remember there was, I cannot remember what project it was, but I believe it was a worsted weight something. And I think you either started it or you knit a swatch and we both laughed because this, it was so stiff. Yeah, that it just basically stood up by itself. I, I don't remember what that was. I think it was, was. that Gale, um, the Gale poncho or something by Alicia Plummer. And yeah, so you, it was the it was the yarn that was the correct the, or the yarn that you were using was the correct gauge, but something about that yarn just yeah. wasn't going to work for that yeah. pattern. So that's why it's always helpful to swatch because a stiff worsted weight yarn. Well, a yarn, a, a worsted weight yarn that's knit into something that's too stiff is really going to limit <laughs> yeah. the options. You definitely would want to find a pattern that's written for, or that's a little more open so that your fabric wasn't so stiff. Yes, agreed. <laughs> it might be great if you're working on an outerwear sweater or something like that. So there's always applications. You never know. But for this case, it didn't work. So that's why it's always good to swatch. Well, and another type of search that for yarn specifically, so with the confetti, so I'm knitting, I knit mine in a plied oh, yarn, yeah. you're knitting yours in a single ply yarn. Mm -hmm. I know now that I want to knit it in a single ply. So the reverse for yarn searches could be true also in that, okay, I have single ply yarn and I want to search for a pattern that I think would work. Well, these type of characteristics are also helpful, like drapiness. Yeah. for your fab for yeah. your yarn type so i think in the ravelry search you can also specify whether it's single ply or plied i'm looking right now to see if that's true but i think it's true i know you can also specify the search by the fiber content oh yeah so i know that for sure yeah so if you want it like your alpaca example and i'm not seeing where to do that at the moment but i know that it exists so other ways that you can 
refine your search based on the yarn that you've purchased. Yeah, it's and, always good to think about if you've found a pattern, think about that garment or object and what characteristics the garment is displaying in the pattern picture. For example, is the sweater in increasing, Does it have, is it an A-line shape where there is a lot of fabric and you would want the fabric to drape nicely rather than stick out in a triangle and be stiff. You wouldn't want to use a, a yarn that was much larger, for example, than called for to, to yield a stiff fabric. You want something that would drape. Do you need a smooth yarn, for example, to show off cables or stitch pattern? Do you need applied yarn for strength or even something like soft yarns? You, you may want to use soft yarns for something next to the skin rather than as a coat. Right. Yeah, there's so many different factors so to figure in. But yeah. the joy of Ravelry is that you can specify the search to factor in those different attributes of what you're looking for. But also, if you just don't really have an idea of what you want to knit, you know, your mind is free ranging in the knitting fantasy world and you're like, oh, I just want to see what my options are. It's just really cool to cruise through those pattern idea mm -hmm. pages and the finished project pages to give yourself an idea of what the options are and then narrow it down from there. You know, okay, now I know I want to knit a cardigan, but what type of cardigan do I want to so knit? It's so fun to do that. Fantasy it's, knitting. Exactly. It's and it's so been fun. how many hours of my life have I spent, have I spent on Ravelry yep. doing that instead <laughs> of actually knitting? If, if I had knit all those hours that I spent on Ravelry, my stash would be knit down significantly from where it is today. But I wouldn't have seen Probably all the cool things I've seen on Ravelry, and I wouldn't have all the ideas that I've had. Right. So. And the inspiration and the camaraderie. Exactly. I was talking at the conference. We were talking about different software, and someone said something about you know social software and stuff, and I said, Ravelry is the coolest thing ever. And of course they had no idea what I was talking about. Right. But when I said there are millions of people on this website, they started paying attention. Said, you know, we all have this common interest of the fiber arts and we coexist there in this great way. And it's just an amazing experience. Yeah. And it's pretty cool to be able to say that in this world today. It is. It yep. really is. So we can continue this discussion on Ravelry. Yeah in the thread on Ravelry, in our Ravelry group, in the thread for this episode, if you have other ways that you like to search for patterns or pattern ideas, please share them and let's discuss. Yeah, give us more ideas that we haven't thought of. Yeah. And I'm trying to stick my hand into my sock to show Charlene how pretty it looks when it's stretched out and not bunched up on needles. Very nice. Wait till you see the pictures, you guys. This one is just so pretty. And it's so me, too. Makes me very happy. Thank you, Kim. All right. Well, thank you so I much for tuning it. in and listening. It was a joy to record. I didn't think I'd be able to do it for an hour with my voice and everything. <laughs> but this is just what I needed, I think. So thank you for listening. And until the next time. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. Bye, -bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.